on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the real and say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have, as always, on Mondays, Q and AF. This is where you get to submit the Qs when we bring you the AFs. Now, you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions in to askandy at andyfrasella.com. Or you can go on YouTube and under the CTI episodes, or I'm sorry, the Q&AF episodes, you drop your question in on the comments after you click subscribe, and we'll pick some from there as well. Now, if this is your first time listening, we have shows within the show. This is not just always Q&A. Uh, we have CTI. That stands for Cruise the Internet. That's a current events show that we do where we put headlines up on the screen. We talk about them, we break them down, we speculate on what's true, what's bullshit, and then we talk about how we, the people, can be the solution to these problems going on in the world. Other times, we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you a message I think needs to be heard, and then other times, we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses where people who have completed 75 hard come on the show, share their experience, show what they gained, um, and tell you how you could gain the same for yourself. And while we're on the topic, you know, a lot of you guys think the 75 hard is a challenge. It's not a challenge. It's a part of a program called Live Hard, all right, which is a year-long program to help you develop mental toughness. Um, the skills of discipline, grit, fortitude, self-esteem, confidence, self-belief, okay? Um, the, all of these things encompass mental toughness. And the reason that you guys struggle in life isn't because you don't know what to do. It's because you lack the discipline and the ability to follow through on the plan that you have laid out before you. And if you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself, why am I not where I want to be? It's not because you never had a plan. It's because you weren't able to follow the plan. And that's what Live Hard is designed to fix. And it does fix it. It's a free program. It's available on episode 208, which is on audio platforms only. Okay. It's not available on YouTube. We started YouTube just this year. This was many years ago. So go listen to episode 208. It's, uh, it's the whole Live Hard program. It's free. It'll explain everything on how to do it. And go do it because it'll make you better. Uh, but that's the rundown on the episodes. And then we have this thing called the fee. The fee is very simple. Um, I share a lot of valuable information on this show. A lot of things that I share are built off of the last 24 years of me being in business and doing very well in business. And I share those things with you for free on this show because we have a problem in the world. And the problem is we have a lot of misinformation. We have a lot of cultural degrade. We have a lot of people that don't understand what it takes to win or are confused about what it takes to actually win because we're propagated by a bunch of people all day long that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And so I do this show for two reasons. One, to talk about what's going on in the world. And two, to give you the solution on how to make yourself better so that we can make the world better. All right. And for that, I ask very simply that you share the show, all right? I don't run ads on the show. I don't run ads for the show. I get censored on social media as hard as anybody's ever been censored. If you like what we say, if you think it's valuable, if it makes you think, if it makes you laugh, if it gives you a new perspective, please share the show. Because if you don't share the show, the message cannot get out. All right, well, guys, it is Q&A. These are your questions. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Andy, question number one. Uh, Andy, I've been following you for a pretty long time, and I've heard you mention a few times that you get down with Mary Jane, marijuana, for mm -hmm. those of you that don't know. My question is, what's your take on how it's been politicized? 
uh, and used to hold back a lot of people from society, specifically petty drug charges, nonviolent situations, etc. If the people get real AF 2024, what's your fix? I think that all marijuana offenses should be expunged and every single person that's in custody for marijuana related charges should be freed. I think it's an insane tragedy that people were under the, like things like the 1994 crime bill, which your buddy, Joe Biden, put <laughs> Joe through. Biden. Yeah. yeah. Um, handicapped entire communities of America over marijuana, which grows from the ground. Um, there's a, I have a lot to say here. Those people don't deserve to be in jail, okay? I'm, I'm pro-freedom. I'm not far right like these people all like to say. Um, I'm pro-freedom. And how I got to feel this way about marijuana is not just because I like to smoke it, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to fucking lie. Um, I was on antidepressants for 11 years. And it just so happens that today is my one-year anniversary of being off it. I'm very proud of that because more people, deal, get off, more people get off heroin than they do antidepressants, okay? And I understand how hard that was for the last year for me to get off. I dealt with crazy, crazy amounts of all kinds of mental issues in the last year. And I had to work very, very, very hard to stay sane. And so I, I have a first hand front row seat as to the damage that some of these things can do. And when I started seeing what was going on during COVID and the pushing of the vaccine that was untested, unproven, and now proven to be actually harmful, I started thinking about things and I started like seeing things a little bit different. And I started realizing, you know, and asking questions like, why is it that when I was drinking alcohol, which I don't drink alcohol anymore, why, why is it that I was unable to stay in physical shape? I was always depressed. I always had anxiety. I wasn't able to function at work properly. I was hazy all the time. But that's celebrated as a normal part of American culture, almost like a rite of passage, right? Like a young man or a young boy becomes a man, has his first beer, right? And, and by the way, I still, I'm not saying I don't ever have alcohol. I'm not like uh, totally. Uh, You're not fucking Mormon. No, I, I maybe like <laughs> twice a year I'll drink some beers, right? Yeah. But the fact that it's pushed on culture so hard and normalized so, and it's so much more damaging than some of these other things like marijuana or even mushrooms, right? No, that's a whole different conversation. It, it is a whole different conversation. But the fact that we're putting people in jail for these things but then allowing this to be totally normal didn't make sense to me. And so and then I started thinking, like, why? Why do they do that? And then I started realizing that these people actually propagate the things that are most harmful for us so that we could be more easily controlled. And when I started understanding that, and then I, I started understanding the finance aspect of marijuana, right? Like, you can grow marijuana in your bathroom window. In fact, a lot of people do, okay? I'm not pointing any fingers. But I'm just saying, it happens. What? <laughs> you didn't know I knew that. All right. But the thing is, is they can't control who, who, who makes it because mm -hmm. it can be made anywhere. Same with mushrooms. They can be grown anywhere. So they had to make that shit illegal because they knew that if that shit was legal, 
that they would actually be prescribing less pharmaceutical drugs and the alcohol companies would make less money. Okay. And we're seeing this now. Alcohol is being consumed at a lesser rate than it has in the past with younger generations. All right. Now with that, with the older generations, they're consuming more than they ever have, which makes sense because the world's a fucking shit show. And, and they know what, it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they grew up doing was drinking. So, so we have the, this like big puzzle of what's legal, what's not legal. And I think it comes down to our government pushes the things that are most harmful onto us and legalizes them for the purpose of control. Because if we get too fit and we get too smart and we get too rich, we become less controllable. All right. And alcohol accomplishes all of that for people. So my view has changed to that. Now, if I were president, and I think it's also up to the states, I think the states' rights is where it's at. Mm. Like, I think states can decide what's good for their community and what's not good for their community. But federally, it should be legal. You know, and if a state wants to make it illegal or whatever, like, or, you know, make their own rules, I don't give a fuck. But the idea, the idea of marijuana being illegal to me when alcohol is pushed is absurd. Mm. It's absurd. That's like a big red flag. Yeah. And so, and by the way, I know I'm going to get these people because we have more conservative audience than we don't um, that are going to say, well, marijuana does this and this and this and this. Yeah, I I know. I'm an adult though. I can make my own decisions because I'm fucking free and this is America and I like fucking smoking it. And if you don't want to smoke it, you don't have to smoke it. And if you don't want to hang out with me because I smoke it, that's cool too. I don't give a shit, but I'm going to do what I want to do. All right. Now, are there things that should be considered such as the human brain doesn't really fully develop until you're like your mid 20s and you're not supposed to smoke marijuana during that time because it inhibits uh, the development of that brain? Yes, absolutely. There's real science there. So I think there should be precautions around who can buy, who can not buy and uh, maybe some reconsiderations of like not selling marijuana to, you know, 21 year olds or 18 year olds, things like that. Um, there has to be some common sense rules, but the reality is, is it shouldn't be illegal. Nobody should be in jail for it. And if I were president, nobody would be in jail for it ever anywhere. I love it. Love it. Uh, by the way, that number, I just, I, I looked into the number about into the presence, less than 6% of people are successful getting off of antidepressants. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Cause it's brutal. People no. don't understand what's what, th- listen, dude, I'm a pretty mentally fucking determined human being. Like I would say well above average. And I wouldn't even say well above average. I would say in the top fucking 0.01%. All right. And my life speaks for that. Everything about it. There's not many people who are my age, who have done what I've done, who walk around in my shape, who have built what I've built and done it through sheer fucking force and will. It's just, that's just a fucking fact. And I'm going to tell you, and this is real talk. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You, the, the amount of anxiety, the first hundred days, I wanted to fucking kill myself all day long. Like it was like a constant fucking thought in my head, a constant, like a constant obsessive thought of suicide for a hundred days straight every single day. Then after that started to fade away. And during that time, by the way, there's these, all these different things that happen to you. Like you, you, your you get brain zaps. Uh, you, you get total, you get these like, we get these withdrawal symptoms that are totally, they're physical symptoms. Like I had trouble at one point during that first 100 days, even keeping my balance. 
Okay. So when I say physical symptoms of withdrawal, like really bad shit, like bad shit. After the 100, and by the way, when I went and got put on them, it wasn't like I went and asked for them. It was like, you know, that my doctor was like, so do you think you're pretty stressed about, and I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm super fucking stressed. You know, I'm running a business from the ground up. It's, fu- it's fucking hard as shit. Well, here, I want you to try these and, and you know, see how these work for you. Mm. That's how I got on. It was that fucking easy. Okay. And then you can't get off of them. Yeah. And then for years and years and years and years and years, I got to pay for them. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's a fucking scam. All right. And like I said before, if you're not eating right, if you're not controlling what you control, if you're not work, moving your body, if you're not eating the right foods, if you're not drinking enough water, if you're not getting enough sunlight, if, if you're not doing these things and controlling, if you're not putting the right information in your brain, by the way, that's the live hard program. Okay. If you're not doing these things before you go get on an antidepressant, you're doing yourself a massive disservice because those things will cure most of your problems. All right. But doctors don't tell you that. They don't say, hey, you should be doing this, 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 this. They just write you the script because they get fucking paid and they're part of the matrix. Okay. So there's that. Then after the 100 days, you have these, these fucking long like curves. Like you'll feel good for like four or five days and then you'll feel down for like 10 days. And then you'll feel normal for like four or five days. And then you'll feel down for like 10 days. And then the, the curve starts to stretch out where you start to spend more time high, but then also when it goes down, you spend more time low. And dude, that lasted for like six more months on top of that first 100 days. And then, you know, gradually, as I've gotten closer to a year, um, I've started to feel like a normal human, like my normal human. I know I'm not normal, all right? But like <laughs> my normal, I've started to feel like the bad motherfucker that I've always been, um, towards the end of that. And like, dude, I was still having like major symptoms back in February and March of like massive, like crippling anxiety and like all this crazy shit. And I'll be real, dude. I've been on that program almost every single day this last year in one phase or another phase or just in between the phases. I've been doing everything I can. And I really think it's the only reason I didn't blow my fucking brains out. And that's that, you know, that's not to promote it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Do it or don't do it. No one's forcing it. It's free. I'm just telling you my own experience. If I hadn't been handling that shit, I wouldn't have been able to handle the withdrawals that came with it. And I'm very proud of myself for fucking making that decision and, get, and sticking with it and getting off. Fuck yeah, man. I'm proud of you too. Yeah, bro. well, that's thank big you. big shit. Yeah, and, and, and anybody who's going through that, if you got a family member or a friend that's going through that, dude, you got to understand they're living through fucking hell. And it takes a year. It takes a year. Yeah. Guys. It's criminal, bro. Oh, It's bro. criminal. It's criminal. And this goes into the marijuana discussion. It's, here's another thing. If I wouldn't have had marijuana during that time, I would have been in way deep shit, bro. Like way deep. It wouldn't have made it better. It would have made it way harder. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people, that, there's just a lot of shit people don't understand. Yeah. That they have opinions about. Yeah. Okay. And, and the, the reality is, is we live in a fucking country that says they're free it says we're free. That says that they have our best interests in mind. And every single thing that they do is against our best interests. They propagate unhealthy action. They propagate being lazy. They propagate being fat. They propagate being pumped with pills. They propagate eating food that isn't even real. They propagate staying out of the sun. They propagate all of these things that are actually bad for us. The question should be, why? 
And the answer is obvious if you ask yourself that actual question. And it's this. They do not want us becoming what we could become because when we become what we can become, we are harder to control and rule over. And this has been going on in history since the beginning of time. So when the government tells you this or that or this, or the media propagates things like absurd things, like drinking water is fucking bad for you, okay? You need to understand that if you're living the life that they're propagating, you're running their play for them. If you're out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, getting fucking wasted, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, which is why it's not criticized. You understand? Absolutely. If you're struggling financially, and sitting at home on the weekends and just, you know, going camping and not doing shit. They say, oh, he's living a balanced life. They're happy that you're doing that because the more financially, the more you struggle financially, the easier you're going to be to control. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like, bro, there's, there's deep thought required to understand what's actually happening. And like you guys say, oh, I'm fucking, he's, he's fucking lost it. He's paranoid. Am I? Because I don't think I've missed on very much over the last fucking three and a half years. I think I got a pretty clear vision of what's going on. And I think I know the solution too. And I tell you every single episode, it's personal excellence. It's becoming the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be, working with what we have, setting an example that the person to the left and the person to the right will follow. And we lift culture up through our example. And that's the only thing that will ever get this country back on track. Because even if there were a violent revolution, And even if we did put all of these tyrants in the wood chipper and we cleared the fucking game board of them, what's the culture going to be? Are we going to go right back to going to the bar Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Are we going to go right back to taking the antidepressants? Are we going to go right back to staying out of the sun and putting cancerous material on our skin? Are we going to go right back to all this shit that they've taught us? Or are we going to learn and become better? Because that's the only way we're going to get this country back is through a culture change. It's a cultural revolution driven by personal excellence. That starts with you. And that's how we're going to do it. That's real shit, man. Uh, Guys, Andy, question number two. Andy, I am 26, uh, and I feel fortunate enough to have found the passion in my life. Uh, I am currently in no man's land. Uh, The no man's land phase that you talk about. Working 12-hour shifts, six days a week. Uh, It makes my family and my girlfriend that I'm seeing feel distant as I'm working all the time. How do I keep working towards my big goals while letting them know that I still care about them and love them, but I need to change the world at the same time? How exactly should I or can I communicate this effectively? Look, man, you're not going to have it all, okay? You're not going to go out and fucking blaze the trails of becoming a you know, the best you can ever be and, ha- and have everybody around you maintain the same relationship they have with you before that. It's not going to happen, all right? And that goes for your family, that goes for your friends, that goes for, it, it, it's just not reality. You're go- you have to, when you came into this world, you were alone. And when you go out of this world, you're going to be alone. That's reality, okay? And what you do between the beginning and the end is going to dictate how you feel right before you go. All right. So this idea that you're going to have this perfect life in any way, and this could be for anybody. All right. There's always a trade-off. And when you go into this area of entrepreneurship and business and success, and you're pushing hard to make yourself more, there's going to be people 
from the past who are going to look at you and be like, oh, he changed. Yeah, that's the fucking point. The point is to change. And these people aren't going to understand it because what you're doing is a solution to a problem that you recognize. And the problem that you recognize is you're not where you want to be. But all these other people don't recognize that as a problem. They recognize I'm right where I want to be, whether they, whether they are aware enough or not. It's a problem of awareness. And so when you start to go, which is working on the solution to the problem that you've recognized, these people that can't recognize the problem certainly don't understand the actions that you're taking to provide the solution because they don't even see a problem. All right. So this is the reality of being a high ambition, high drive, high achievement driven person. You're going to make substitutions. Just like someone who says, I fucking, I'm going to, I'm opting out and I'm going to go live on the van. They're probably going to have better personal relationships with other people, but they're going to give up other things. And when they die, they're going to say, fuck, I should have done more of my life. I should have done these things. I could have done this. I wasted a lot of potential. When you die, you're going to say, I did a whole bunch of shit. It was great. Maybe I didn't give as much to my personal relationships as I wish I had. There's going to be sacrifices and there's give and take for all of it. You cannot have it all. That's reality. Okay. So understand that. The people, the people you see over there living this perfect life, they're not going to have the future that you're going to have, okay? And not only that, what? No, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm, bro. Yeah. Like, dude, people think about it wrong. Yeah. Because we live in this fake world of Instagram and YouTube and all this shit where, like, people pretend like they've got all this money and they've got the perfect family and they have the perfect friends and they have the perfect everything and everything's perfect. And we're all out here looking at it like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing wrong? What, like, what, what am I doing? I'm, I, you know, I can't do, I can I only do this part. Up. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so to answer your question, you have to first understand the nature of reality. The nature of reality is, is you're going to have to, you're going to move. And the reason you're moving is because you're working on a solution to a problem that you identified. And the problem that you identified is not identified by all the people. It might be identified by a few of the people. And also, it might be identified after you get where you're going. Those people might say, damn, okay, I'm going to follow suit. Mm -hmm. And you might keep a few of them. I've been fortunate enough to keep the closest people around me around me. They've leveled up around me. Okay. And now they help pull me along sometimes. So I'm fortunate enough to have that. And that's usually what happens. What happens is you lose some of the drag, some of the people who just don't see the world the same way. And then you inspire the people who may see the world the same way, but just haven't taken action yet. And they come with you. Yeah. Okay. And what that does is that filters out all the bullshit relationships, all the time wasting relationships, all the negative relationships, all the anchors in your boat, so to speak. And now you're surrounded by people who not only just understand what it is you're trying to do, but also are trying to do it themselves. So now you're helping them do these things each other. Like guys, if you saw my text message chain through a day, like, I, I couldn't even show it to you because you would think I was flexing on you. But, like, I talk to people every single day that you all know who are very famous, who are all working to kick ass and build awesome shit in life. And you know what we do? We help each other. And then when we struggle, we talk about those struggles. All right? And one of the struggles is exactly this question. I'm glad it was asked because there's a lot of confusion around it. Um, but to answer your question, how do you communicate? How do you communicate best? What is the best form of communication? Is it verbal communication or is it action? Mm. Okay. Uh, when, and this is evident of the society right now, when they made spanking a, a thing that was looked frowned upon, 
Now we have a generation of people that don't understand accountability. Okay. Little bitty kids can't understand you giving them some sort of fucking high level intellectual lecture. I know that you guys like to think that, but they really don't look. It's like a dog when it bites you, bro. Yeah. Or when it shits on your carpet. Does, does your dog understand when you say, listen, Duke, I don't appreciate your poo-poo on my carpet. Why do you use my dog's name? Because <laughs> that's probably what you do. Now, Duke, if you don't poop on the carpet again, I'll be really nice to you, yeah. and I'll give you some extra sausages. Shit. Like, okay? Or do you think, like, it, it, it actually understands you grabbing it by the back of its head, showing him the fucking shit and saying, no. And then spanking his ass mm -hmm. and then putting him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They only understand basic things. And, and dude, humans are no different. Whether they're little kids or whether they're fucking adults, they understand action and results. They understand what they can see, not what you say. Mm -hmm. And so how do you communicate to people? You communicate through your actions. And the actions that you should be showing them are, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this because this is important to me. This is my life. I care about this. And you are welcome to come with me or you were welcome to stay there. Either way, it makes no difference. And a lot of people will say, well, yeah, but then they all, <clears throat> they all hate me and they all talk, so what? Who cares? Bro, fuck them. Yeah. It's not like you're not giving them the choice to come with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I have a lot of people that I know from the past that now they say shit like that about me. Oh, Andy, too big. No, it's not that I'm too big for anything, bro. I went and created my life and you chose not to come with me. You could have came with me. You could have been on my team. You could have been right there. We would have worked together. We would have won together too. But now that I'm winning and you're still where you are, you have resentment towards me. Okay, and that's, fuck that. I'm not about that. That's reality. So how do you communicate it? You communicate it very simply. I'm doing this. This is what I'm committed to. You follow through with your actions and the right people will join and the wrong people will leave. And that's what you want. That's what you want. Why would you want to keep people in your life that don't, support or represent or stand with the value system that you're about. Why would you want that? That's extra drag that you can't afford to carry if you're an ambitious human being. People don't like this. They don't like this conversation. It's the because, honest truth. Yes, because they want to keep everybody in their life. They want to keep all the friends they have. And then they want to go build this life. Well, let me tell you something, dude. When you go build that life and you go back to those friends and you start talking about that life, do you know what they're going to perceive that life to be from your mouth as bragging? And then you're going to sit there and you're going to say, well, I did this, I did that, I did this. And, and they're going to look at you and, they're, and you're going to get up and they're going to say, fucking, did you fucking hear him bragging about himself? No, motherfucker, I'm telling you my life. Mm. This is what I do. And when your life is so fucking good that it's perceived as bragging by everybody else, uh, you're doing okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but instead you can go talk to people who do understand. Yeah, so you do, get around all yeah. kinds, of, and not only that, they push you further. Yeah, man. So, like, dude, you know, yeah, simple conversation. Yes, um, you know, those kind of things can help. But ultimately, dude, the truth of the matter is, you're going to lose a bunch of people, and you're going to gain a whole bunch of new ones, and that's going to happen multiple times throughout your life. Mm. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And that doesn't mean you don't like the people from the past. I have nothing against anybody from my past. I hope they're all doing well. And if they showed up here, I'd give them a big hug and I'd say, hey, what the fuck's going on, man? It's great to see you. And we have a talk like normal human beings. But the shit they do on a daily basis, I don't have time to do. I don't have time. Like, dude, how much time do I have? Not a lot. Do I have, do I have time to hang the fuck out? Mm -hmm. No, I'm completely bought in. I'm completely dedicated. I'm trying to build something that is historic. I'm not here to make money. If I was here to make money, I'd have quit a long time ago. 
I'm here to do things that have never been fucking done in business and in life. And that's what I'm committed to. That's the path I've chose. That's the game I chose to play. And I'm going to win that game. And whoever wants to come with me can come with me. And whoever doesn't, cool. Be happy where you are. That's fine. But at the end of their time, they're going to have different regrets than I'm going to have. And I'm going to have some too. Some of my regrets are probably going to be, fuck, dude. You know, I wish I would have spent more time doing this. I'm aware of those things. Mm. I'm aware of those. You've accepted that. Yes. It's the trade-off. And let me ask you this. I'm going to follow up. Now, now, now people will say, I just want to cover this. They will say, why is, why would you trade those things for, and they will automatically say it's about money and success. It's not about money and success. It's about doing things that have never been done and creating such an impact that it ripples through society for fucking centuries. Okay. It's a, it's a totally different line of thinking. I am working on a 200 year plan, which means I'm working on the fucking 80 to hundred years I plan on being here. And then the hundred years after that, you get it? Yeah. Like it's a different way to think. And that's how I think. Yeah. So why would I give up, you know, fucking drinks with the homies on the weekends or day drinking, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Why would I give? that's why I give it up. That's my choice. That's my decision. I might fail at it. And I might say, fuck, I failed everything. And I fucked everything up by going after this. But at least I can say I tried. Yeah. At least I could say, dude, I fucking went after it. I really went after it. And I, that's, that's what's important to me. Yeah, you're at peace with yourself. That, that's real shit. I went after it, bro. Let me ask you this. How many people die and say they can really fucking say, dude, I fucking did everything. I, I gave fucking, it fucking everything. I, it's less than 1%. It's less than 1% of 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Because at certain points in the game, people give up those dreams for other things that are happening now. And bro, sometimes that's appropriate. God didn't bless me with, the, with kids. If I had kids, I'd probably feel totally different. So I have to take the impact that I would normally have on my kids and I have to apply that to the world. Mm. You understand? Mm. That's what my mission is. That's legendary shit. It's man. a different thing. Yeah. I wanna, I, I wanna, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, I want to ask you this though. So at, when, when exactly was it in your life that you came to that understanding? Like, like w when was it? I mean, was it when you were 19? Was it when? No. You know, like, when, can you walk us through when exactly did you come to that understanding that this was going to be the trade-off? This is what I accept. I think whenever I found out that we probably weren't going to have kids, that's where I started searching for a different purpose mm. that I could carry. You know, most people have kids and that becomes their purpose. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make these, like Sal, I'm going to make these three humans the best fucking humans I can make them. And that's a noble purpose. It's a noble purpose. I don't have that responsibility. So I have to create my own responsibility. My own responsibility that I've decided to create is to save the fucking world. <laughs> All right. And I know that sounds absurd. And I know you guys are laughing at me and you think I probably got this massive ego. And guess what? I fucking do. Come get some. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the fucking humility thing is so overrated and so fucking. I can go on and on. About it. Yeah. No, I love that, man. Listen, communicate through your actions, have discussions, but don't get hung up on those discussions. All right. Tell the truth. Explain why. Explain why it's important. The right people respect it and join in and support you. The wrong people will fucking try to hold you back. And that's it. There's two kinds of people. There's anchors and there's propellers. You want as many fucking propellers in your boat as you can get and the least amount of anchors. It's very simple. Love it, man. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Question number three, Andy. Uh, you talk about how you don't find good employees, but rather you build them. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you know which employees you should focus your time on to help both them grow 
uh, and the company grow as well. I'm worried about putting a lot of time into an employee when they aren't as invested in the vision that I have. I feel some employees are simply here for a paycheck. What are your thoughts on that? How do you know which employees to really put the, the Andy touch on? The ones that are trying, the ones that I see making the extra effort, the ones that I see that are trying to grow on their own, the ones I see that are trying to figure out, they're living by the core values that we set out as a company, as an organization. They're, they're taking things uh, and making them their own. They're thinking of new ideas and how to get better. They're training right. They're working hard. They're, they're clearly working to get better. Those are the people I try to work with. So you're saying it's obvious. It's, yes. it's, it's simply obvious. Dude, it's like meeting. Listen, how I think of it is meeting them in the middle. Mm. And they got to go first. Mm. All right. If I see someone fighting, if I see someone working, if I see someone struggling, I automatically start to respect that. And then I start rooting for it. And then I say, you know what? I want to help that person get better at what they do so that they can get up the ladder quicker from where, what, on the pace that they're at right now. Yeah. So, yes, it is obvious. And it's obvious, just like I said in the last question, because of their actions. Mm. All right. So, like, if you're an employee and you're looking to make an impact, think about that. Because, dude, people don't have the ability to just pull everybody along. And if someone's trying hard, if someone's putting in the work, if someone's trying to take the initiative to get better, those are the people that you should work to develop for a couple reasons. One, they're already displaying that they have the work ethic and the drive and the determination to become better. Two, they have less distance to go. So if you can pull them to maximum progression, that actually helps the organization because you're able to improve someone who's already like kind of running in that direction and you're just throwing a bunch of wind at their back so they go faster, mm. right? And then when they get to a better level, now you have better level, those, you know, you have one better person in your organization that helps drive the culture. Um, and spending your time on people who are already doing their part themselves is the best way to do it for the simple fact of it's so hard to get someone who's not already doing it to go mm. like, like you guys think you're going to be able to pull these people. Like this kind of goes back to the last question. You guys think you're going to pull these people along with you that don't really want to go down the path. And I'm going to be pulled. You're not going to do that. Yeah. It's going to be a big waste of your energy. It's going to be super frustrating. It's going to be fucking aggravating. It's going to be demoralizing. And it's going to take a lot of the energy that you could use pushing these other people who are always running forward which makes you less effective at helping the people that actually want to get better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're taking that small oar that they have paddling in that boat and you're giving them a bigger oar. Yeah, or I'm going to paddle with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit next to them for a couple, you know, some time and get them going a little bit better. Yeah, I want to ask you that because when I hear this person, they're talking about like, you know, their, their fear of wasting, you know, investment, but like it, it doesn't, pulling somebody forward does not always mean money, right? So like what other, what, what ways do, do you help pull somebody along? Other than just, you know, increasing salary or something. No, like it's that. not. It's increasing skill set. It's yeah. never salary. It's mm -hmm. not giving them money. Mm -hmm. It's saying, okay, you're trying to do this. You're trying to get better at that. Let me help you with this. Let me teach you some things. I'm gonna pay let, for a class so you go get this. Let skill. me show you, let yeah. me show you this skill. This will help you out here. You know what? Let's brainstorm about this. Let's talk about how we can do this more effectively. It's not money, bro. It's the skill set. It's the education. They're gonna earn the money on their own by the skill sets that you teach them. Okay. Uh, they don't earn skills just because you give them money. Yeah, but dude, That's listen. Real. Yeah, but listen, most, no, actually when you give people money, a lot of times the skill, the skill development stops because they start to get comfortable with more money. Okay. The, the, the financial pressure of not having a lot of money is the biggest motivation for people to get better. 
No, it's true. Yeah. It's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for everybody else. So, you know, they have to earn that. Um, you know, I, there's a big problem in society where people think that they can just pull people along that don't want to go with them. Like, you have to understand, bro, your path is your path. Their path is their path. And you can't be responsible for their path. And if you try to make yourself responsible for their path, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And you're not going to go on your path because it takes too much energy. So it's super important that you understand this concept uh, in these last two questions. The people who are the right people are going to go with you. The people who are the wrong people, they, they might be functional, right? Like you might own a restaurant and that motherfucker might make the best burger and fries ever, but they're only going to be ever making the best burger and fries. They're never going to be running restaurants. They're never going to be, you know, uh, a district manager. They're never going to grow into a role as an executive. They're never going to open their own restaurant. They're just going to make a fantastic burger and fries. And by the way, I appreciate those yeah, people. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. People just need it. <laughs> yes. Dude, it, it, you know, I say it disrespectfully as a joke. You know, the world needs fry cooks too. But the truth of the matter is the world does need fry cooks. And it does need people to do the things at a high level that they're happy and content doing so. So I don't really try to disturb people who are just doing their one thing really good and they're happy doing that. I've learned to respect that. I think that's a respectable thing. Like if you're, if you're building, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, decks, right? And you don't ever build the deck company into a multi-billion dollar construction company, but you build some amazing decks that you're proud of, that families enjoy their time on, that you can look at and say, dude, I built that. And that's top notch. There's a lot of good shit to be said about that. It's just, that's not really what we're talking about here on this show. You know what I mean? We're here for the ambitious people who want to leverage their one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. That's no disrespect towards the people that aren't on that. I'm not talking shit on those people, but the world needs all those people. And so, you know, to answer the question, how do you know which people to pour into and which people not to? Very simply, which people are pouring into themselves first? Those are the people. I fucking love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Guys, Andy, that was three. Go pay feet. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no-head